0: The United We Stand podcast is brought to you in association with Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans.
1: Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. Sat on a, in a cafe bar in Enrique Granadas, one of the best streets in the best cities in the world. Barcelona, the seven hours to kick off, and looking forward to yeah, getting my head absolutely peppered. As I said, I'm getting peppered and someone just rang me then. Unfortunately, I can't sort out 700 people with tickets, but I'm really looking forward to watching Barca against Manchester United. I think football is better for clashes between these giants. And I did Catalan Radio last night for 90 minutes and was really pleased with the respect that they had for United. One of the guys said, listen, this is one of the three great clubs in world football. And the other two, he didn't mention it, was Real Madrid and obviously Barcelona. And they spoke in reverential tones about George Best and Scott McTominay's name came up, which was great. And um, all's good. It's a nice day in the Sudad Condal. i probably say that United have a 20% chance of winning. Uh, You'll be listening to this afterwards. The PSG podcast was the most downloaded one in our history. I'm not sure if I'll be getting extremely emotional and singing Deacon Blue tomorrow morning. Uh, me and my wife might have something to say about that, but I hope to speak to some interesting people and with John Taylor John is a very well-known lad at the match. He He's a probably one of the better-known Cockney Reds and Very familiar figure uh, Gone to games for years and years. When was the last game you missed?
2: Well in Europe. Yeah, 1980.
1: Who? Vidzu Lodz. Vizu Lodz in Europe <laughs> So, John, John, when he was younger, was... Um, how can I be diplomatic here? You were part of the famous Cockney Reds. And I lived in uh, London. By the
2: crossroads, Bill? Was a big crossroads. I lived in London in 98 for I'll a year. I'll send
1: you a li- in a place called Crouch well, End. And, and I'd go to all the games. It turned out to be the treble year. Just
2: in a bar and
1: there. John started coming to matches with me. And uh, I think he saw me as a, as a sobering influence but. on him. And I can remember going to Leeds away, driving back to London. Just put the phone down, you're on a podcast. Driving back to London, pulling off the motorway, wanted a Sunday lunch, we'd beaten Leeds. Did we beat Leeds? And uh, I stopped this lovely old Yorkshireman on his bike, I said, do you know any country pubs where we can get a nice Sunday meal? And this guy said, if you go up down the valley and up one yonder and turn left, and he was really helpful. And John just looked at him and said, why don't you sort your fucking railings out, you Yorkshire twat? I think railings are teeth, no? Another time, Newcastle Station. Uh, did we win then? the trouble, Yeah, I can't remember. And uh, a couple of young United fans were getting bullied by two big Geordies and John was sat with me. John jumped out the seat, went on the platform and says, if you're going to fight anyone, fight someone your own side and offered these two Geordies out. Another time, I mean, I should write a book about you in the treble season. A United We Stand reader <laughs> comes up to me on a train and says, I like that article and it, didn't like that article. And John just turns to and says, why don't you just fuck off? <laughs> just, you can't talk to people like that. So, last game you missed was Vidzu Lodz in 1980. You Why'd player. you still go? Where's your... Habit. <laughs> yeah? yeah?
2: What, addiction? Oh, I think so, yeah. Must be something along those lines.
1: What's the best team you've ever seen? Best team? Best
2: United team. Mm. Probably a 94 or a 99, it's got to be, isn't it?
1: Who's your favourite players? Gracias. Uh... You have to say gracias. Gracias, sí. Gracias. Muy bien. <laughs> <laughs> or Messi en catalán, ¿no? Like this, you've thank you. Say OK, gracias. <laughs> 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 I've been told off in my Spanish pronunciation. I've not got the heart to tell him I pay my taxes in this country. My George family, best. I know. George, you best. What You remember best. Yeah, as a kid, yeah. Who's the biggest knob you've seen in the United shirt? Oh,
2: plenty of them. There's plenty of them now in this team, isn't there? You're not, convinced,
1: <laughs> you're not convinced by this current team? I've never
2: hated the United team as much as this team. Why? I hate them. You hate them? <laughs> oh, I just can't stand them. John, though. I can remember you
1: <laughs> in Ayanape <Ironapa laughs> in 2002 <laughs> before yeah. United played Maccabi Haifa. Yeah. Your obsession with Arsene Wenger <laughs> was bordering on me reporting you for... <laughs> I, th- I thought you were to kill the fella.
2: yeah. Yeah, was, that was just the era, wasn't it? That was the era.
1: Wenger was a great manager. He
2: was a good manager.
1: But you just despised him?
2: Yeah, I still don't like the fella.
1: He was a, an I've never hard. met him, mind you, but... Well, he might not like you. <laughs> what would you do? Come right at your house and build you in?
2: I built a house next to his house, actually. Did you? Yeah, about three doors
1: along. So, why did you start supporting United as a kid in the 60s?
2: The Georgie TV Best.
1: that was yeah. A main really? reason, yeah.
2: You were watching them on TV? Mm, well, they're, they're that era, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. So you started going to games then, you were going everywhere in the 70s with United? Yeah,
2: late 70s, but started first game in 75.
1: When were the Cockney Reds at their peak? Yeah, yeah.
2: Probably in, uh, i say the mid to late 70s, weren't
1: they? For, and like there was a lot of trouble at the time. Well, it was every, always was, wasn't there then? Where's the most dangerous place you went to with the Cockney Reds? Yeah.
2: Message coach at Galatasaray,
1: I think. In '93? <laughs> yeah. Did you get in the ground?
2: <laughs> yeah, we got in, yeah. No, I didn't.
1: Yeah, did I, I was with the real firm. <laughs> yeah. You had to take we a coach.
2: Had a, <laughs> we had a, no, we had our own
1: coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had our own coach. And you got up the hill, yeah. <laughs> and so you left the coach and walked <laughs> yeah. to Dialis Samuel. We had our own coach, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And that was scary. Carped up the hill.
2: Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> we got off the coach <laughs> and done the business yeah, and got back on. <laughs> you done the business.
1: Then back all the windows got smashed. So you steamed into Galatasaray, fans, in Istanbul. Um yeah, just Right. There, just there, yeah. Who do you see as Manchester United's greatest <laughs> rivals? The <laughs> greatest rivals as a North London red. Uh also. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. More than more than
2: Liverpool, more
1: than City. You see Arsenal as your well, rivals. Well, Liverpool are our main rivals. Aren't they? Okay. I don't I don't even
2: recognize mm-hmm. City as a rival. No? No. Nah. What do you
1: think of City?
2: I well, don't even reckon it was nothing. Never, never been out of interest. Never been out of anything, have they?
1: What sort of numbers are going with the Cockney Reds now, coming up from London? There's different groups in there.
2: Not many now, though. Not many of the old... It's old now, everyone. Tell me about right? some of the old characters. Banana Bob. Still goes, doesn't he? Does
1: he? Still goes, yeah. Who else from the days gone by? Gurney. Gurney. <laughs> still
2: seeing from time
1: to time. These are names I read in Bill Buffett's book, <laughs> Among the Thugs <folks> in '84. <laughs> who else?
2: I don't know he's still going.
1: Wayne still goes?
2: Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't seen Wayne for quite
1: a while. I saw him last year before Liverpool at home. Outside the, um, outside the ticket <laughs> office. Of <that. laughs> um, um, who else? Try to think. I remember on a, a train back to London a few years ago, and you stole the trainers off another United fan and hid them, not you. No.
2: I can't remember your memory's better than mine Well I'm a journalist, I'm supposed to have a good memory mate
1: I can remember turning up to your house in Finchley and there were no furnishings there but there's a copy of Onward Sexton Soldiers
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, Manchester United is that high a priority in your life I don't know what's happened you, to that you, copy You've got a copy of a record from <laughs> the 70s but you've not got a bed. I don't know what's happened to that copy Which game have you missed which has made you feel most ill for missing it? This is just, this is a deep addiction, isn't it? I
2: don't know if I've missed any big games. No, <laughs> I don't remember. Just don't miss them. <laughs> I can't recall any big games I've not been at. I've always been at a big game. Best atmosphere. Uh, yeah. Probably.
3: Yeah. Probably that
2: game
1: at Galatasaray. Yeah. All right, oh, you so got yeah. in it. Yeah. No, I mean, Istanbul is brilliant. So yeah, Turkish yeah, football is yeah. brilliant. And even the year after in '94. It wasn't as good as 93, I'm told. But one end of the stadium would go... And it only held 24,000. I was
2: in their end, wasn't I? You were in their end? Yeah, I was good in their end that day. They you look a bit Turkish, though. They wouldn't give us any tickets they? You live near a Turkish yeah. part of North London. You've got Turkish blood in you. No. <laughs> they
1: didn't give us any tickets that year, did they? Um, yeah, they gave us a few hundred. One end of the ground would go... It's so... It's so... It's so... in the next year, didn't they? Yeah, you? in the next year. And the other end... Yeah. Jim bom bon, bom bon, Galatasaray. And then the whole ground would erupt. I tell you, it was awe-inspiring. It was a good ground, wasn't it? Yeah, but it Turkey's brilliant place day. to watch football. Bursa was brilliant. Mm. Fenabachi was brilliant when they turned the floodlights off in 96. And everyone lit newspapers. And, like, the ground looked like it was on fire. The old ground at Fenabachi, yeah. And then, like, three minutes into the game, the Tannoy announcer.
2: Yeah, they it's
1: they like have, talking He's having a go at United, calling them English yeah, infidels. That game, to it, turn it off, didn't Yeah, it? yeah. And Bobby I Charlton complained to the for official. The I love stuff like that. That's, that's that. Brilliant. That's that's that. 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 that's what makes football that's that. 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 brilliant. So, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, finally, as manager, because we're going to try and get as many people on this podcast as possible. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Yeah, you like him? I've remembered a little story. I remember a story about you. In 2000... I got asked to go and see a man called Ole Gunnar Solskjaer thing, yeah. <laughs> to write his <laughs> yeah. personal website. Oh, and yeah. you know where I was going and he you got my photo you got me here. a print to take to him. <laughs> yeah. So I went to see him at Carrington. <laughs> he wouldn't say. Oh, and I you see him, nice there, to see you, all right? you okay. You all, right? all
2: right, okay. And okay. you told him right, who right, put
1: right. the, right. the, him him? the ball <laughs> in the German's net. That's right, and he wouldn't put it. He wouldn't put it. And he just wrote, Dear John, which is you, I hope this goal gave you as much pleasure as it gave me. Oli Soul Sharp. You know he charged yeah, me 80 quid for that? Yeah. <laughs> no, <I didn't. laughs> score prediction for tonight, finally? Uh, 4-0. To whom? Sling it. <laughs> right, I just want quick score predictions because there's a few lads around the table. Get in tonight. 2-1, United. Get in. <laughs> 2-1, Barca. I think it'll be 2-1, Barca. 3-1, United. one United. 1-0, United. <laughs> I like the optimism,
2: this is great, this is great,
1: no they didn't see the West Ham game or the Watford game, or Wolves away, actually Wolves away for the first 25 minutes was brilliant, it was just the last, uh, it's just the end part of it. So I'm going to carry on walking around Barcelona sampling the atmosphere and uh, let's see where we go. I've just come out of camp now and Manchester United are out of Europe for this season, the result really isn't a surprise and the 3-0 scoreline and 4-0 on aggregate showed that Barca outclassed Manchester United. The team started well. They started brightly the first 10 minutes. It reminded me a little bit of Rome. They were always going to attack. They had to attack. They didn't have a shot on goal in the first leg. And they did. And I was enjoying it. And then, and, then, and then Ashley Young gave the ball away, not once but twice. Rakitic nicked it, played the ball to Messi, scored Scored again. David did here, made a hick of it and the 5,000 United fans who've been singing come a, come a, come a United road and were in good spirits were sadly quiet and it was Barter's night as it often is. They've won 28 out of the last 31 games now in Europe and with James Scowcroft James, you played hundreds
0: of games in the Premier League you're a United fan what did you make of it? I thought it was a fair reflection 4-0 over the two games you have to say that maybe second half at Old Trafford, but apart from that, Barcelona were far, far better in, in every department, especially with the ball.
1: Who was at fault for United tonight? I, I think that Ashley Young is going to get a lot of the blame, but he's one of several players who just... He's playing out of position, he's getting on, and he's playing
0: against a team who are far better than him and against individuals who are a class above him. Yeah, and, and ultimately, that's, that's when... You, you can't carry players in, when you come to games like this. you get the Champions League quarterfinals. You, you can't carry players. You, you have to everybody has to be on top of their game. Um, and United I don't know I, th- I think Manchester United need a game changer, and I'm not sure what position that is, but they need somebody that can just take them to the next level and bring two or three of us Without a doubt in the last three or four weeks the levels have dropped big time at United. What a central midfielder. I just think, you, you know, every, every good team has a, has a strong spine and I just don't see that the two centre-halves. I think Pogba's a phenomenal player, but I think he's only a phenomenal player in a very good side. If You put Pogba in Barcelona's side tonight, he'd be the best player on the pitch, but he's just limited where he, he can't dominate the ball. Um, too many United players can't dominate the ball and when you get to this level, it's possession football. And you have to just be patient and patient and wait for the opposition to make a mistake, which United did. United made a mistake. David, he might not expect it from him. He should have saved it. Yeah, he should have done, but you know, look, you, you can stand here for the next hour and whatever, you know. United got away with it in PSG. As good as what it was, they were fortuitous. You know, United to get to this level tonight, it's... it's we, we spoke at Crystal Palace, Andy, before it all sort of kicked off with Mourinho. And you almost go back to that now and you still think, United are a few years away from getting anywhere near this tonight. What about the systems
1: and the tactics in which gonna sets up? I noticed at 3-0, they seem to go to a five at the back for about five or ten minutes and then change again. Are you convinced by him tactically?
0: I don't think tactics is the... you know If you're making it basic individual individual errors, that, that's not tactical. The, the one thing that I saw was at the West Ham game at the weekend... And United just about got, got over the line. And they were very, very... as they did against Watford? Yeah, they, they were very careless at times. And I think it needed someone ruthless on the touchline to be snarling in a few of those players' faces. They, they don't give the ball away. And I don't see that with United at the moment. If you actually look at the, the four that are in charge, coaching, management, they're all, all very inexperienced, actually. You know, a young lad that's come from Tottenham's youth team, um, someone who's never coached before in Michael Carrick and Ollie, who's, who's never really been a manager apart from a little spell in Norway and Cardiff. Yes, Mike Phelan's been there, but sitting there with his hands in his pockets wouldn't really inspire me at times when you need that sort of ruthlessness. The day before, or no, sorry, the day after, I was at uh, Palace Man City and don't want to talk about Man City, but Pep Guardiola, if you give the ball away, he's at the touchline touch and he'll shake his head and it ain't good enough, even when you're 2 0 up. And United need that driving force from someone. I'm seeing
1: more doubts now about Oli Gunnar, which is a reaction to the drop in in results. I was one who advocated he should get the job after that win in Paris. The first time I said that was after the win in Paris. Did I get carried away by the moment? I don't know. I still love the idea of him being a successful Manchester United manager. And it's not just about
0: him. He needs to be supported... There's a lot of problems at the club, isn't there? There is. I don't think that's that, that's down to him. He, he had to get the job. You, you couldn't, if you if he wouldn't have got the job, and a new manager comes in, and you go back to where you are tonight, everyone would be, you know, it, it would be chaos. So he had to get the job, and he deserves the job, and he deserves time growing into the job and trying to build it and mold. What what Oli Gunnerskogia has got, which Manchester United haven't had and never had, he's been there and done it. He's been there on the pitch and he's been in the shorts and he's done it. And you can get your Pochettino's, you can get your Van Gaal's, you can get your Mourinho's. They never have, and Oli has done. And I think it's that experience as a player that has got United to here tonight. Listen, we all know it's a long, long, long way away, but listen, good luck to him. It feels like Groundhog Day, James, that
1: I'm having the same conversation year after year. What do United need to do to get from being the sixth best team to put a serious title challenge in? There hasn't been one in the post-Ferguson era, that's six seasons now. This is the biggest club in England, one of the biggest free clubs in the world.
0: It's not good enough, is it? No, it's not. But I think what, what's got to be done, is has got to be a different mentality where every year hasn't got to be boom or bust. It, yeah. It's got to be a steady growth where can you go and get two or three players in who are very, very good, young, individual, talented players that will grow into the position, that will improve. That won't come the opening game of the season, blitz it alive, be brilliant in August, then come Christmas, what a waste of money. That, that, those days you have to, they have to go. You know, United need to be more dominant in the, in the youth team, they need to be more proactive in, in buying young players that can come here and can grow into the job. Because I think it's very, very hard to go and sign a player to come straight in and hit the ground running and just continue that off.
1: But when they signed Pogba, when they signed Lukaku, who was young, when they signed Matic, who was experienced, people were saying, this jigsaw is coming together now. There, there has been false dawns. There has been,
0: but were, were Barcelona in for Lukaku? No. No, they weren't. So there's your answer. Barcelona in for Matic? No. No. Why? And this
1: point was put to me, and I wrote this at the time, and it wasn't a popular opinion, were Barcelona in for Fred when United paid £52 million uh, pounds for him? And that was put to me by, by a player who's, been a hugely successful player, and this guy, you know, Fred's a decent player, and he's not had a bad month actually after a pretty poor season. But there wasn't a load of clubs chasing him. No. You can believe the story that Manchester City were chasing him, but
0: I can't see a player who's good enough to get in their team. No, he's not. He's got nice, tidy feet, but what he can't do, he can't do the other side of the game, and that's win the ball back, press the ball. But Scott he can be, to be fair to him, he can. Do both sides of the game. Uh, yeah, listen, it, there's two sides of football. one's when you got the ball, one's when you haven't got the ball. Fred can't do the side when he hasn't got the ball. And when you come to places like United, needed that tonight. Pogba can do a little bit of both, but just isn't consistent. But Tom, to be fair to him, if you look at an all-round midfield player at this moment on the journey he's going, he's the one that could actually get to the level where the others can't. You know, Ashley Young can't get to that level. I thought. Lind- uh, Lindelof was poor at right-back today, panicked but, on the ball. why
1: play the best defender at right-back?
0: No, that's, that's... Listen, the, the full-back areas have been a huge problem for United in the last you know, five or so, yeah, going on longer. And, it, and it's a key position in football.
1: Finally, Herrera, Mata, De Gea. These are all players who are negotiating the contract. Would you be... But we, we can't class them all three just because uh, they're all Spanish. Would you be sad to, to see any of them go,
0: all of them go? The Hairs a miss. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the Hayes obviously stalling, whatever. Right if I ask Golsha, I'd say, right got to July the 1st I want an answer July the 1st if it's a no you're off well after that performance tonight no no no, no, no. don't take that listen he is a top top class yeah, goalkeeper. don't, don't make a mistake or you know I had a, a famous journalist tonight saying, oh right, it's a couple of mistakes mate he, no, listen he's the best around he, He's certainly. He? yeah he is the best around and, and he's proved you don't that. think that in Spain where he's from well, where's he proved it? he's proved it at Manchester United Football Club I've seen first hand he is the best around
1: he's a brilliant goalkeeper and you're well not you tell a, me who's better Um to Stegen for Barcelona no
0: chance not as good as De Gea De, De, De Gea top mate De Gea is top listen you can, you can debate the, the argument is, is if he's not the, he is in that elite three or four goalkeepers in the world which fashion. is recognised by Manchester
1: United yeah. who have offered him a contract to make him the best paid goalkeeper in the world and he's yeah.
0: not signed it Mike, well that's, that's fair enough but what Scholeskopf has got to do now is he's got to say right you owe this football club nothing you'll be one of the best players that... July the 1st set a deadline and say right you know whatever I need a no. July the 1st, yes or no. If it's a no, if it's a yes, brilliant. If it's a no, that's fine. But out of the way, we need to get another one in. And and that's uh, the mentality. Here I get rid of. It. PSG, I can't see how he's going to get in PSG's team. He we can't even lace Ferratti's boots. Nowhere near the player that Ferratti is. So let him go. One well, matter, he's a good player, but his legs are gone. He, you know, he'd, he'd be out of his debt tonight. just wouldn't, wouldn't be able to cover the ground. Lukaku dropped tonight. Yeah, not good enough. Not not. It cost 75
1: million pounds. Well,
0: you know that, that's fair enough. That that's a going rate for a, an average player. You know that that's why United have got to go.
1: An average player.
0: That, that's but that's, when that's... Liverpool
1: paid that for Van Dyke, they were ridiculed. He doesn't look like an average player. He looks like the best defender in the league.
0: Well, he is, but that was that was for defending. You know, prices have gone up. You know, yeah. Barcelona paid 140 million for Cortinho, He yeah. had an okay game tonight, but oh, they'd sell him all day long. Well, they would wouldn't. Do, yeah, Whether no, would. well, you you not get many people pay what they paid no. for him. They'd take.
1: So, a pretty glum feeling it is always going to be like this after Manchester United went out of Europe. Andy, what did you make of the game tonight?
3: I can't add anything to what score you said. You're sitting there gutted and you've said yourself, groundhog day, haven't you? Just every single year. Yeah. I looked at it and, and I just thought, how much work is there to do? Yeah. United haven't had anyone since Ferguson who was basically a general manager doing the recruitment they haven't had anyone looking at two years five years ten years and they've replaced him with three consecutive track seat managers I agree what score is saying about the experience on the bench as well and I look at it and I just think that's so much work to do on in terms of outgoing players and incoming players where do you start with it totally agree on the young players as well there's a few who excite me wan Saka maybe and you've got to get away from the we've got to win the year, uh, league next year we've got to yeah, do this yeah. you you've got to
0: been all that off. United have got a build like they did 25 years ago, the class of 92. United have got a build. This isn't going to happen overnight, and it's got to be a slow. Man United now, I don't finish I don't think they'll finish in the top four. I don't think they're good enough to finish in the top four. That's got to be the first goal. Can we, can we get a side that's good enough to finish in the top four? When you finish in the top four, can you then get the side that's going to fit a challenge for the title? Finished second last it... year. <sighs> underwhelming
3: the though, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. It, it was. was
0: it Hard work, Red, it? yeah. It was the end of the season a year ago, was... and you know, that's possibly down to a few other teams. Listen, Leicester won the league two, three years ago. That you know, so lower expectations, lower maybe expectation. we've been spoiled. And just slowly build and build and build, and you, you, they've got to get away from this sort of marquee, yeah. Galactico
1: like policy of bringing names in who don't yeah. Listen,
0: work. Barcelona's 4 3 3.
1: Occasionally
0: play for 4 3 3. Can you like get Man City 4 3 3? Three. Right. Can they get a system where this is the way we're going to play? We want a number 10, we want a number 9, we want a 7, we want, seven, we want 11. And then can you go and get your, J, uh, your Sanchez, your Callum a dozen boys and think, right, you're a 7, you're 11. We're going to build this. You've got Anthony Martial, you've got a Rashford that you're trying to turn into a 9 that can play. And you're building and building and building.
1: You, you've spoke very well of Martial in the past. Is he consistent enough?
0: Well, I, I tell you something about Martial. I mean, Martial, since he signed his contract, has absolutely down tools and has been a disgrace. Right? And I love Martial. I think he's, he's my favourite player, and I think it's a fantastic. But since he signed his contract, his head has is, is gone. It's almost why. Like-
1: why does this
0: happen? You've, you've been a top-level footballer. He, he's, he's Why, agent, what's the motivation? His agent and everything around him. All of a sudden, he's a very, very wealthy man, and I don't think he knows how to handle it, and I don't think he's got the coaching staff to do it. And people criticise Mourinho. Oh, Mourinho's his set now. But if you actually look at Mourinho and some of his sort of moans and groans and all that, you take a step back tonight and you actually think, do you know what? I can actually see where you're coming from. You think there's an element of the grass is always... I just, I just think I'll probably see it with Rashford coming up Rashford's contract's up in 18 months a the year
1: they want He's... to sign him here I
0: know for a fact they do I've written the story I've checked cut, it I out with I three can't. very
1: good sources they don't think they'll get him and United no. won't sell him
0: I can't see how he'd fit into Barcelona style I don't think his touch is good enough they think that he can play in all three positions across the front and they
1: like that about him and they've scouted him extensively
0: but they thought that about Dembélé and
1: it hasn't worked out. Yeah, Dembélé has worked out. He's been good. He's just a, a child in an adult's body. He's got a lot of skill, Dembélé. I'm surprised he didn't start tonight.
0: What is Rashford? What, what, what is Jesse Lingard? What, what is he? You know, he, I think United have got to be brave and think. You know, possibly we've got to sell players as well. So now the season finishes.
1: We're going to leave camp now. Um, all about top four now, yeah.
0: It, it, it... Is it all about top four? Because actually, well, they've if you... got to get in the top four. This why, club why is structured. because well, I tell you what, financially. No, no, no. Because that's a myth now. Financially, it's not. Because what happens now, and it happened with Tottenham, and it's happened to. We talk about Marcus Rashford. If you get in the Europa League, you develop young players. You get your Mason Greenwood through. You get Rashford come through the Europa League. Tottenham, all the Harry Kane and all those that come through the Europa League. And that's what people say now that actually, if you get in the Europa League and develop your youngsters. And win it.
1: I, I like the Europa League. I like the, the cities that you go and visit as a fan. I don't think United are going to come close to winning the European Cup next year, even if they get in it. They might have a good stab at the Europa League. Well, but my point is my build point a team was
0: that's going to get into the Champions League and stay in the Champions League. And you just know every year, mm-hmm. Champions League football, yeah, that, that, that's, that's a gimme. Liverpool and Man City have done that now. They're, they're, they're top four sides. Okay, Man United aren't and Man United need to build and build and build and do not do it overnight because you build it on sand if you do it overnight. My point was the structure
1: of the club is geared towards Champions League football, everything, the sponsorship. You know that those wages are heavily incentivised. They get a massive drop if they're not in the Champions League. I mean, they'll still get by. Do you want after like? It's not Man, is Man, is on Man United
0: going to go into administration if they don't get in the Champions League? No, no, so. no,
1: not for one season. They so, won't. So,
0: um, Man United's possibly one of their best transfer windows happened when they weren't in the Champions League. Mm. Man City, one of their best transfer when they all this Champions League.
1: It's, you it's Think it's overblown
0: hugely. Andrew, will United get into the Champions League? Will they finish in the top four? No. Does
3: it matter? Um, I think everyone wants them to. Otherwise, it feels like the season's over. But. A mate of mine just texted and that said that's our level. Uh, well, it saying, that's is. That's our yeah. level, fifth place in the quarter final. Jeff Parrish has just said it's probably about right. That's where we are, and I agree. It takes years to build things. Very quick to knock them down, isn't it? Uh, you've walked
1: around Barcelona this afternoon. Describe the mood among the 5,000 travelling fans.
3: Honestly, we stayed out of the way. You know what it's like when we get to our age. I'm just happy to be here. not changing nappies, under. The... So we stayed out of the way in the quietest bars. Uh, Ralph Milne Ultras, Tom Lee brought his. Um, trawler's flag. It went up for about five minutes, and they didn't even want to bring it in the ground. So that went back to the hotel. Pete got and put his took his shorts off and put some trousers off. And I, I think the mood, from what I could gauge from everyone, was. Just have a good time because we, everyone knew that we were going out, and not all this stuff about the, the 20 years and social 20 and all that stuff. I don't think anyone I know bought into it at all. I just thought. We're I don't even think he did. He be... just gets asked about it, so yeah, he has to answer yeah, fair it. Fair enough. I, but the clip I saw on the news, he said he seemed to talk it up, and I thought that was a bit strange. I just, I, I just think we. Were, everyone thought we were pretty lucky to be here. Just enjoy it because you don't know, you don't know when they're going to come again. do You You
0: had a good trip apart from the game, James.
3: Apart from my
0: first hotel, it's been alright. What happened at your first hotel? There's a problem with the... uh... I'm trying to think of the politically correct way of putting it, Andrew. Call the the... trouser press, you dismantled it again. Okay, you told me earlier that you arrived... You booked
1: in a hotel which was called Adults Only. And it was Adults Only, but it wasn't mixed Adults Only. Right, so you've checked into a gay hotel. Yeah. And it was a full-on, pictures on the wall and everything. And you're going to be very politically correct and say...
0: But you've checked out of that hotel as well. Eh? Full on is, is putting it mildly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't just end a podcast
1: off this now. Uh, who's going to win the European Cup this year? Tottenham. Tottenham? Andrew? Uh,
3: no, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it.
1: What, Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. Boys, thank you very much.
0: United, we stand and Red Army bet. We all follow United. Visit redarmybet.com or download the app for all the latest United specials and enhanced odds. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans.